Welcome to The Freedom Factor. I'm your host, Oliver Bardwell. Today, our special guest for this week at the Capitol is District 43 Representative Eddie Andrews. Representative Andrews, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Oliver. I look forward to uh, to talking with your audience. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's It's been kind of a fun thing to do, and it's nice to get the inside scoop from representatives as to what's going on at the Capitol. And with that, I'll just ask you, what's going on at the Capitol this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot of, of of activity that's going on. Last Friday was the last day to submit bills, not to file the bills, but to actually get them started uh, for this session. And uh, there was a plethora of bills being fi- filed that day. One colleague filed 29 bills that day. And I'm, I'm sorry, not filed, but submitted 29 bills that day. I think I submitted another 10 or so. They don't have numbers yet, but they're, they're still in drafting. And uh, the big one this past week was passed, the, the House and the Senate both passed the uh, what they call tort reform. I was one of the ones who did not vote for that, but that was obviously a big one for the state of Iowa that uh, changes a lot of things. Um, pipeline bills were filed. Um, Representative Steve Holt filed one, excuse me, submitted. There is a difference between those two words, sorry. Submitted one on yesterday, I believe. You know, a, a big thing that happened this week, let me start with that one. We've been talking about education and schools and how to get our schools back to number one. Uh, what do we what do we need to do? The obviously the the governor's students first act, we passed that. And while we heard from a lot of people, we've heard from administrators, we've heard from parents, one of the people or groups of people that we have not heard a lot from, uh, because a lot of teachers want to remain neutral, right? Is teachers. And so there was a group of teachers who came to the Capitol on Monday. Wow. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Listening to these teachers and uh, what was surprising for those of guys who have not actually been talking to teachers is that how thankful they were for the legislation that has been passed and things that are on the on the agenda coming up. It was really fascinating. And we listened to them roughly for two and a half hours. It was nonstop just hearing their concerns, hearing their their thoughts. They want to be teachers. I mean, they got into this this area to help our kids to to work with them and not be, you know, therapists and mom and dad replacements. They they want to get back to the basics, just like we want them to get back to the basics. They were just crying out for that and says, "Yes, thank you so much for what you've done. Keep us informed. We're promoting the things that are coming up. They were largely in favor of, and it was just." an almost surreal experience listening to them. And I've heard a lot of these stories, but a lot of my colleagues had not. One particular colleague sent a note that said it was the most life-changing meeting he's ever been in. Think about that. Oh, wow. 
I think that that surprises me because I think some teachers have been afraid to speak out. Well, yeah. And I, I even put a little post on my website, not on my website, but one on my Facebook pages. And, you know, there was the, the standard people who are just, who just question that. Like, I can't believe they, they said that you're, I, cr- I call, you know, foul on that one. I, you know, and this is just absolutely amazing. We had people from all over the state, not just central Iowa, but from other parts of the state who participated. What kind of stories were you hearing? Is there any one that jumps out at you? Well, before I, before I get into the stories, let me just always say the idea is to always get back to our kids. How do we prepare our kids for the future? How do we best prepare them for the future? And that's what they wanted. A lot of times the media narrative is if you have, if you want to have an honest and open conversation about making changes, sometimes we can't really have that discussion because people jump in and say, well, if you don't agree with 100% of my side, then you are against teachers. Then you are, you want to destroy public schools. That is not the goal. We want to strengthen our public schools. We want our public schools to be the best. Matter of fact, my initiative is getting Iowa schools back to number one. But some of the stories, I'll just start with the ones that are public. Because sometimes if I tell a personal story, you get parents who want to be anonymous and they tell you a story and repeat it anonymously. And then you get 75 people who want to know, I need to know who this person like, no, that's why they want to be anonymous. So I'll just start with just some of the some of the concerns that are out there. One, there's a policy in many school districts of no homework. There's an active no homework policy, and it's almost strictly enforced almost to the level of there shall be no homework, right? Instead of a homework optional. There's the elimination of finals. There's the infinite number of retakes of tests, which the lax attitude, they were, again, these are their stories. The lax attitude means that kids, unless you are self-disciplined or if you come from a family that makes sure you do those things, it's very easy for them to get lost and say, oh, well, I'm not going to study. I'll just repeat it, take this test five days in a row at the end of the semester. There's also, again, in their words, cases of discipline where uh, there's no detention anymore. So there's often not consequences. Some of the people were concerned, some of the teachers were concerned about having more administrators than teachers. Think about that fact. Again, whether or not one believes that is critical, I think it is a legitimate starting point for people to say, hey, what are we doing here? Let's address, let's see if this is working. And if it's not working, let's get back to basics where we were when we when Iowa did rank at the top, when the focus was reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, there's also a policy in many school districts where grammar is not being taught. Spelling is not being taught. No math after 10th grade. Well, the math, I think it's no math required after 10th grade, but in some cases, no math after 10th grade. Again, these are stories that we heard from these teachers, and ultimately, they don't want to be have disruptive kids disrupting the entire class. Uh, they were concerned about policies Specifically, they mentioned SEL and the leader in me and some of these other types of 
what they felt like were getting in the way of class time. So by the time you you start talking about all of these programs and tools, you really don't have time for the lesson. It it almost sounds like, uh, boy, it it just almost almost sounds surreal. Some of the stories he said. I tell you, Andy, it's uh, it, it it's really heartening to hear you say that because at a local level, those are the things parents have been pushing for is a back to basics kind of idea, and they've had so much pushback from administrators and school boards. And to hear teachers right. come forward and say that and and say the same things we've been saying all year long, that really is kind of validating. Right. Uh, one of the stories that I, that was, it's just mind blowing. So many stories. Um, there's the, the one where you are not allowed to give criticism. You have to give, was it whatever the ratio was, but I believe they said, was it 10 to one? Again, whatever the ratio is, it was like 10 compliments before you could say something negative. In other words, if you've got a disruptive person, you have to say, you know, I like your shoes. Or, you know, I, I like the fact that you are really trying hard. I like the fact that this, and then you could actually get to the criticism. I'm like, are you joking with me? There's one particular example. I don't want to get too specific because then I might review the refill the school, <laughs> which might reveal some of the students or the teachers. But there is uh, one particular student who's had the police called on him a couple of times, still is, is there. Uh, when he disrupts the class, the class has to leave and understand why he might be disruptive instead of him understanding that he's disruptive. Right. The, the onus is the teachers kept reminding us that they were concerned that this is not preparing our kids for the future. I mean, imagine an architect who gets to uh, build a building five times. No, you, there's only one answer. <laughs> you don't get to take the test 75 times. And those the architects already drive our framers crazy. So I can't imagine an architect that can redo it five times. <laughs> Dangerous and costly. Right. And so ultimately, again, it's it's we want to we want our kids well prepared for the future. And uh, our teachers expressed a lot of concern that we need to have honest and open conversations without targeting and being doxxed and being put all over social media as some, you know, one of those teachers. They just want to teach. They love students. They love teaching. They love helping. And they're, like I said, they were grateful for the steps that we've taken because it's brought attention to, to some of the things that we need to focus on. Yeah. And I see that in the legislation. I mean, with removing Castle, rethinking SEL, opt-in surveys, you know, changing this whole gender identity conversation. So it's not being had with our kids uh, in the school system. I think, um, I think you guys are really moving in the right direction in education. Well, thank you. And we, it, the conversations are not over. We're still listening and we invite people on all sides. You can't even say both sides, but on all sides of, of these issues, personally email me, eddie at eddie4iowa.com, number four, by the way, not F-O-R, or 515-800-IOWA, that's my phone, or other ways, social media, you can reach us on. And I personally want to hear all these stories and, and, and your ideas. 
we can't take everything personally. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't, but I certainly try to listen to everyone and move forward, move our state forward, move our kids forward. For sure. And we had um, HF8 was in committee. I see that the report was its recommending amendment and then passage on the 15th, which was yesterday. Is that the, is that the one that is... Uh, A bill for an act prohibiting instruction related K-12, to... K-12, K-6. I think it was K through three, but I, I don't know what the recommended mm. amendment was. I imagine okay. it was recommended to be amended to K through eight. My understanding was that it was K through six. Oh, really? I, there was discussion K through eight. We'll know it by the time this airs. We'll, we will know <laughs> if it was K six or K through eight. But the point is there are certain things that, are age appropriate. And we want to make sure that parents are involved in those if they have those discussions and not being taught like like our teachers just told us they won't want to be teachers, not parents. Right. There's been this commingling of the two and parents' rights have seemed to be infringed upon a little bit. And teachers have been given a lot more responsibility than they signed up for, I believe. So what, what else, uh, what other big things happened this past week at the Capitol? So, like I said, I, I have a, a, a plethora of bills that are still in drafting. One of the bills that did come out of drafting was uh, caught a lot of attention by a uh, few people, by a lot of people. That was, um, I don't know the bill number, but it's, it's a bill that restricts out-of-state funding for campaigns. And I think we should all play by the same rules, but at the same time, we want to make sure that Iowans elect Iowans and not New Yorkers elect Iowans or Californians elect Iowans. And so the idea is to, you can't eliminate it, but you can certainly reduce it. Um, I believe this will be merged into what will be probably one big election bill. Um, over the next week or two, we'll see. But I love that. And a lot of people have expressed a lot of appreciation, both on Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we'll see that having a bill number soon. Oh, no, it does have a bill number. Um, oh, okay. It does have a bill number. I'll I just to... don't know what the bill number okay, is. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, let me know and I'll put it on our watch list so we can okay. keep an eye on it. Anything else coming up this next week that we should be on the lookout for? I'm sure there is. I mean, I, it just blows me away how many bills go through during a session. Well, like I said, I've I've got a number that are uh, that will surprise you. I'll just keep those to ourselves until they're actually uh, out of drafting. But uh, Steve Holt, Representative Steve Holt, did file the uh, the House version of a carbon pipeline bill. Uh, we want to make sure that eminent domain is used for public projects and not necessarily private projects. Uh, we want to make sure that, I mean, it goes, gets back, in my view, and others don't share this view, but my view, this is fundamental to the United States of America, the whole concept of private property ownership, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. I think you're certainly familiar with the phrase pursuit of happiness, actually referring to property. To me, it's 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 very troubling that private projects can use public eminent domain 
that's that's just that's wrong. <laughs> that's just fundamentally wrong. So I'm I'm so happy that you guys are working yeah. on that. Yeah. And as of right now, we'll we'll see. Uh, I personally believe in the 100% philosophy. I'm not sure if we have enough votes to to get that through, but uh, there is a a uh, Steve Holt's bill, excuse me, Representative Holt's bill is uh it's at the 90% level. So you can't move forward unless 90% of people in that path have agreed to. And there's also a stipulation that if it's a multi-state pipeline that you have to have approval in all of the other remaining states before you can actually begin in Iowa. It's a way to slow this down while we're working on <laughs> uh, working on protecting private property of, of the citizens of Iowa. This whole thing of having 150 people <laughs> We have to we have to do what we can actually get through. Like I said, I'd prefer 100% required, but again, we don't have the votes for that. So, well, we appreciate you working on that for us. That's uh, that's an important right. I mean, not to have your property taken for a private pipeline. I mean, that's been a big deal, and it's really kind of a bipartisan uh, push. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, I look at this as a a traditional conservative, Republican, kind of uh, almost libertarian um, view. But there are several Democrats who ran on this issue. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's bipartisan. We've had some lively debates. You know, we'll keep those contents of those private, but it's, there's a lot going on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good to see that, um, that there is some coming together between the parties to protect our rights in that area. Yes. Yeah. And I, and you know, and I think most people, most people who are just running their lives, living their lives, going to work, providing for their kids, uh, going to football games, wrestling tournaments, you know, they really want us to get stuff done down here. They don't want to have to pay attention all the time. And so anything that we can work together on and protect their private property, they're just happy. So right, right. that's the feedback that I've gotten. For sure. For sure. You know, before you came on, I was watching your, um, your talk at the Moms for Liberty um, oh, that was town hall, man. <laughs> you were on fire. <laughs> you were on fire. And you said, since the dawn of mankind, parents have been in charge of the education and moral training of their children. And that's not going to change here in Iowa. And that was received by lots of applause and cheers and amens. And so we, we appreciate that. Thank that you. was a, an amazing speech. Now, Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I want to ask you. You said you were the seventh child. So how many how many siblings? <laughs> so wow, uh, we have just a whole lot. Um, <laughs> you know the the good thing about a, a big family is that you can't take things personally. I jokingly say that you know my bro big brothers and sisters probably took advantage of me because obviously I was a little kid. You know they probably owe me thousands, if not millions of dollars. You know. And hey, when you get, when I get older, you know, I've got, I'm going to give you this if you do this, you know, but when you have fights though, when you argue, you just, you can't stay mad. You, 
get up and you work together the next day. You play together the next day. And I think that's worked to my advantage. I'm very comfortable with working with people who I disagree with strongly on certain issues. I mean, you kind of know who I'm married to, right? We don't see eye to eye on a number of issues, but, you know, oh, well, you know, you just work together on the things that you can work on and agree to disagree on certain issues. And yeah. I'm the youngest of eight, so I oh, really? know exactly what you're talking about. Um, the other day I was on the phone with one of my older sisters and we had a heated debate about the shot and masks and everything else under the sun. But at the end of the conversation, it was, hey, I love you, brother. I love sure. you. Um, sure. And it was just, it was not even a big deal. It was just, we had a debate. Right. And I think people should be able to do that. Right. I, as a matter of fact, you, my sister as well, I believe has a, a program that actually promotes uh, getting the shot. And I like, you know what? I look at the same data and arrive at a drastically different conclusion. Um, I respect your opinion, but I can only see what I see. And I, the research that I, I looked at uh, when I, well, actually when I started looking at the research way back in November of 2020, like the, the preliminary information, I predicted everything that was going to happen and then some, because it's literally right there in the data. We looked at myocarditis. We looked at some of the other things. And I, I literally thought they were, well, I just, I was perplexed because I was wondering why are they saying this publicly when the data clearly says this. And so there you go. I can respect her opinion and, and other people's opinions. And I just look at the same data and I'm like, that's not what I conclude. And we need to be able to have those conversations, though. I think that there's been so much polarity, whether it's education, whether it's COVID, whether it's um, there's just been a, a bigger division than there ever has been. Right. It's like you can't disagree. Right. You know what? A good example is, and I don't want to call anybody out, but there was, especially without their permission, but there, there was a person on the school choice, the Students First Act. Absolutely polar opposites on this. And then w one of the next big bills, um, we were on the same side. You know, you have to, you, you, ha you almost, it's almost like a sports team, right? When you, when you, uh, if you get dunked on, uh, <laughs> oh, well, you still are in the game. You just have to play the next play, forget what just happened, play the next play and, and continue to keep the state of Iowa in your, in your focus and, and try to work on the next bill that you can work on together and not take all the losses and wins personally, but always keep the people of Iowa in, in mind. And that's important. And we thank you for that. And yeah, I want to thank you for joining us for the short episode. That's what these are is just kind of a short update for our viewers and listeners. And if you're listening, I hope you've enjoyed this and found it helpful and please share it, like it, subscribe. Eddie, where can where can everybody find you? I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but let's let's end the episode with that. On Facebook, it's just Eddie for Iowa, E D D I E number four, Iowa, and on Instagram, it's Eddie Andrews Rocks, and Twitter, it's Eddie Andrews, and website is Eddie for Iowa or EddieAndrews.com. Either one, and I'll put those in the description. So. 
just click the links and thanks for always fighting for us, Eddie. I, you know, anytime I leave the house, I think I see you. So are you ever (laughs) home? I mean, it's, (laughs) I love helping people. And, uh, you know, that's the, the good thing about this job is you get to help a lot of people. I'm not a fan of the politics of politics, but the helping part of politics, I love helping people. So, well, it shows, it shows in everything you do. So thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, thank you for listening. And remember, until next time, our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. Yes, sir.